Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 81, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone. It's our 17th week of God's Big Story and we are just getting going with the book of 1 Samuel. Hi everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the friendly curious cow. So hello Marvin. How was your weekend? Oh it was good Dave. I watched a musical. Oh, okay. Which one? Hamilton. I see. Okay. That's about Alexander Hamilton, right? One of the founding fathers of America. What? Oh, no, Dave, no. It's about Alexander Hamilton, one of the founding cows of the United Dairies of Wisconsin. Oh, okay, I see. That's a different one. Was it any good? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not throwing away my milk. Okay, well, Marvin, today is Monday. You know what that means. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's recap day. What have we heard the Bible say? Let's remember it's recap day. Okay, Marvin, here we go. Three, two, one. Okay, yeah, so we had creation and the fall. Yeah, then came Noah and the rainbow. Yeah, then came Abraham, God's covenants, and the other patriarchs, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Yep, now that brought the family to Egypt, and they were there for 400 years, but they'd become slaves, and so then came the burning bush and God sending Moses to rescue them. Oh, yeah, yeah, then there were ten plagues, uh, the Passover, and then the Israelites left via the Red Sea uh, into the wilderness. Yep, they had manna and quail and water from a rock, and God gave the Ten Commandments, and they worshipped in the tabernacle, but they had to stay for 40 years in the desert because they didn't trust God. Yeah, then Moses dies, Joshua takes over and leads the people into the promised land and they take Jericho and lots of other land too. Yep, then Joshua dies and we get to judges. The people turn from God, things go badly, they cry out to God and God sends a judge to rescue them. Yeah, we had Ehud, then Gideon, then Samson. Yeah, then came the book of Ruth, a foreigner who joins the people of Israel, marries Boaz and would be an ancestor of Jesus. Yeah, and then came Samuel, a baby dedicated to God who heard God calling his name. Great work, Marvin. Yeah, you too, Dave. Heck of a recap. Right, okay, we had better get to today's reading, the next section of Samuel. Great, so, well, who's reading today? Well, today we're back to our friend Heather. Oh, hi, Heather. Good morning, everybody. Today we're going to read two passages. The first one is taken from 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 1 to 11, and the second is taken from chapter 5, verses 1 to 7. The Philistines capture the ark. The Israelites went out to fight against the Philistines. The Israelites camped at Ebenezer. The Philistines camped at Aphek. The Philistines brought their forces together to fight against Israel. As the fighting spread, the Israelites lost the battle to the Philistines. The Philistines killed about 4,000 of them on the field of battle. The rest of the Israelite soldiers returned to camp. Then the elders asked them, Why did the Lord let the Philistines win the battle over us today? Let's bring the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from Shiloh. Let's take it with us. Then the Lord will save us from the power of our enemies. So the people sent men to Shiloh. They brought back the Ark of the Lord's Covenant law. He sits there on his throne between the cherubim. The Lord is the one who rules over all. Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were with the Ark of God's Covenant Law. The Ark was in Shiloh. 
the Ark of the Lord's Covenant Law was brought into the camp. Then all the Israelites shouted so loudly that the ground shook. The Philistines heard the noise. They asked, What's all that shouting about in the Hebrew camp? Then the Philistines found out that the Ark of the Lord had come into the camp. So they were afraid. A god has come into their camp, they said. Oh no, nothing like this has ever happened before. How terrible it will be for us. Who will save us from the power of these mighty gods? They struck down the people of Egypt in the desert. They sent all kinds of plagues on them. Philistines, be strong. Fight like men. If you don't, you will come under the control of the Hebrews. You will become their slaves, just as they have been your slaves. Fight like men. So the Philistines fought. The Israelites lost the battle, and every man ran back to his tent. A large number of them were killed. Israel lost 30,000 soldiers who were on foot. The Ark of God was captured, and Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, died. And now, moving on to Samuel chapter 5. The Ark in Ashdod and Ekron. The Philistines had captured the Ark of God. They took it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. They carried the Ark into the temple of their god Dagon. They set it down beside the statue of Dagon. The people of Ashdod got up early the next day. They saw the statue of Dagon. There it was, lying on the ground. It had fallen on its face in front of the Ark of the Lord. So they picked up the statue of Dagon. They put it back in its place. But the following morning when they got up, they saw the statue of Dagon. There it was, lying on the ground again. It had fallen on its face in front of the Ark of the Lord. Its head and hands had been broken off. Only the body of the statue was left. Its head and hands were lying in the doorway of the temple. That's why to this day no one steps on the bottom part of the doorway of Dagon's temple at Ashdod. Not even the priests of Dagon step there. The Lord's power was against the people of Ashdod and the settlements near it. He destroyed them. He made them suffer with growths in their bodies. The people of Ashdod saw what was happening. They said, The ark of the God of Israel must not stay here with us. His power is against us and against our God, Dagon. Thanks, Heather. So, Dave, God did not help the Israelites this time. Nope, the people had turned away from God. And you can see after the Philistines beat them the first time, the Israelites do realize, oh yeah, we need God's help. But instead of repenting of their sin and going back to God and asking for forgiveness, they wheel out the Ark of the Covenant. They're not really interested in following, loving and serving God. They just want to use him like some kind of secret weapon. Yeah, I guess God doesn't like that too much, huh? Nope. God did not choose the Israelites to be his people so they could run around, completely ignore him, do whatever they want, and he'd get them out of trouble when they needed him. They were supposed to show the world what it was to have a relationship with God, to follow him with their whole hearts. When they treated him like some good luck charm that you keep in a box and just pull it out when you're in trouble, well, God doesn't work that way. We don't get to use him or control him. We don't make him do whatever we want him to do. Yeah, yeah and so they lost again, and the ark was captured. It was, which was terrible. Eli's two sons both died like God had told Samuel they would. The Philistines had defeated Israel. But God was not about to let the Philistines think that they, or their god Dagon, had defeated him. 
And so when they put the ark in Dagon's temple, every night the statue of Dagon falls on his face in front of the ark. God is showing who the real God is. Their fake God cannot even stand up before his ark. Yeah, so Dave, how come his head and his hands fell off? Well, your head is where your brain is. That's where your thinking and your wisdom comes from. And your hands are what you use to do stuff. So God was showing the Philistines that their God had no wisdom and could do nothing before the one true God, the God of the Israelites. Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. And not only this, but God strikes the Philistines down with tumors. There was a heavy price to pay for dishonoring God. Okay, okay, so, well, was that the end of the Ark for the Israelites? Well, we'll hear tomorrow about what happens next. Oh, okay. So, Marvin, here's the question. Do you think we're ever like those Israelites? Mm, Dave, we've been doing this long enough for me to know that the answer is usually yes. Well, you're right, Marvin. Sometimes we get to thinking that God is just there to make our lives better, to bless us, to protect us, to make sure we're happy and of all the stuff that we like having. Well, yeah, Dave, but he does do those things, right? He does, but like we've talked about, God doesn't promise us that our life will always be super happy great. Sometimes really terrible things happen to people and families who love God and are following him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. And sometimes when that happens, people get annoyed and think, Hey, God, that wasn't the deal. You're not supposed to let that happen. Okay. But, you see, there's no deal we get to make with God. If we're only following him because we want him to make our lives super happy great all the time, well, we're just like those Israelites rolling out the ark and saying, Hey, God, you do what I want you to do right now. We live in a sinful, messed up world. Now, whatever happens to us, God will be with us. But when we come to God, we don't make some bargain saying, okay, I'll follow you and then you have to do this for me. And then get annoyed if he doesn't do that. We come to God and we say, Jesus died to save me. I don't deserve that amazing love. Whatever happens to me, whatever life or this sinful world throws at me, I'm following you, God, no matter what. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see the difference, Dave. So today, boys and girls, well, what if something terrible happens to us? Or maybe you've been through that and terrible things have happened to your family. Will you follow God no matter what because of what Jesus did for you? That's how God wants us to follow him. And that's the path that leads to heaven, where all of those terrible things that happened will be washed away once and for all. Dave, I can't wait. Me neither, Marvin. Okay, so that's it for today, and we will be back tomorrow to hear what happened to the Ark of the Covenant next. Okay, yeah, well, bye everyone. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.